Hello and welcome to another episode of Lead Talk. Today we have a very special guest. We have Vysik on the show. I hope I pronounced that right because uh, it's a bit of a difficult one. Obviously you're Polish, but welcome. Thank you ever so much for your time. I really, uh, really appreciate everything and you giving your time over. Yeah, thank you as well. Like, yeah, hi guys, I'm Vysik. Like, I'm the jungler for Enclave Gaming. So, so I guess that's it, what you want to know, at least for now. Perfect. No, that's brilliant. Thank you very much. Because um, obviously... You've been at Enclave, which is a UK-based organisation, and it's been a really interesting split so far. And it started, obviously, in the UK, we have something called the Tower Challenge, which is a whole other question whether you're into that or not, I'm not sure. But obviously, as you said, Polish jungler. Um, Poland as a region has been coming up. It's been like an up-and-coming region for a really long time now. And obviously, we have yourself and we have Vorsi. I hope I've pronounced that right as well. I'm not sure. Yeah, Varsi, Varsi. Varsi. Okay, so we've got you guys who are both on Enclave. You're the mid-jungle duo for Enclave. Um, lots of people are saying that Poland could well be like the new Denmark of uh, League of Legends, if that makes sense. Obviously, Denmark had the, some big names like Caps, so on and so forth. So I'm just interested. Let's start off with hearing your views on the Polish League. What's your, what's your take on all of that? I mean, the, the, I th- like in my opinion, I think Polish league got bigger and bigger from mm. the time that I played there. So, like, I would say two years in the past, the, the, maybe three, just since started growing. So, the most common problems what we had was always money. Mm. That was the main issue. No organization. You are just going by yourself to the offline tournaments. You are playing online tournaments and just like mo- most things what happened the, I mean the best things what happened for the policy was like free free type of organization what started creating the tournaments mm-hmm. one is uh, Polish championship by Essel mm-hmm. next one is the eSport now this is the group Fantasy Expo and then you have uh, Frenzy called Polsat Games what they are creating the Ultra Liga right now. Oh, okay. And yeah, and right now it's just the Ultra Liga thing, mm-hmm. so they are getting into EU Masters. And I think that this 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 free like um organizations just to push those scene very hard and they and we can say that we might be on the highest level of competition besides the LEC. Mm-hmm. Like on the same level with the Spain, on the same level with uh, Germany, but I think Germany got worse right now. And yeah, Fr- France is <laughs> getting to our level, but I think France is a bit worse. But they might have better teams. So always like for the past years, uh, there, there were like of course kind of god teams. What is Illuminar Gaming? Previous Team Kingwin. So we had of course like so many people, but always there were issues with the. Um, making the teams always mm. it was like okay if someone is playing bad there, there, there wasn't like the one group like virtus pro let's say they were playing strictly together they were improving together always if something went wrong that was that that we, what we called like skleika in polish that means like every just guy you know write to the other guy on the facebook and they are saying oh bro do you want to play another game like tournament this this is gonna be like in one week we can practice a bit or something and always like you are, oh yeah, sure. Like, what what is the the team? And then we are, you are making the team. So that that's how the uh. policy looked like. And from the last season, it changed when the Ultra Liga came. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the like not maybe last season, but I think two three seasons, the organization few people just pushed the organization and uh, start, they started creating the Poland 
as a strong region and um, giving uh, opportunity for the players to earn some money as well. So that that's basically how Poland grown. And if it comes to players, I think players are pretty good. Always yeah. they were top mm-hmm. in the ladder. Always they were hoping for the best, like aiming for the mm-hmm. highest goals. And I, I cannot say like we have we had so many people like Polish players in the LEC back days like mm-hmm. a few years ago. Right now it's still increasing. We have we have self-made men. We have Jankos. We have Kikis, Vander in the role as a substitution mm-hmm. as well. And and yeah, like Jack Troll. A lot of a lot of more incoming for sure. And everyone, I think, if with some uh, some time, some good environment. You can improve, uh, improve to that level and be at the best uh, role in the year, right? Yeah, I mean it's interesting, right? Because a lot of people say that for some reason, and, and I don't know why, but Danish people seem to be more talented at the game, and talent's like a weird one. If you listen to some people, I don't know if you know of Weldon Green. He's the CLG head coach, um, obviously in NA. He says that talent yeah. just doesn't exist. Like this is only for people that have worked the hardest get the talent, if that makes sense. So I don't know what you think. Is Poland a particularly talented region, or are you guys just extremely hardworking um, and you learn and learn quickly? Uh, like from my experience, at least, what I can say, like I'm a hardworking person. Yeah. I didn't like recognize myself as being very, very well talented. Mm-hmm. I always worked for that what I wanted to work, and sometimes it went bad, sometimes it went good. Mm-hmm. Last year is just really pushing me forward to things what I'm doing. I'm just always the better version for myself and and that, that that's how it works. Like other players have other goals right now. And of course we have some talents as well. Like you can see someone is just as good at the game yeah. without having a scream. Mm-hmm. It's just basically on the solo queue. But you have two types of the player you have one who is really good at solo queue, but, but don't competitive, or the other one who is decent at solo queue and very good understand the team play. Mm. So, so, so you have two two types, and on solo queue you cannot test test. I mean, test the competitive one, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's just like one player is playing the game and then trying to communicate with four guys who are not even listening that what he's <laughs> doing, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that, that's how it works. And Polish as a, as a wall, I think for the last years. They are same same guys, I would say. Yeah, same games. I yeah. still remember a lot of names. The upcoming ones are like because of the Hatcher. He's like um, kind of famous coach, Polish one. Okay. Played in the Turkish uh, scene for a while. He got like coach of the speed, and because of him, he also a, a bit pushed the scene, pushed the talent uh, mm. in the in the young prodigy guys yeah, yeah. let's say like that and uh, yeah just more 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 people just started looking into policy and increasing their talent that, that that's how it looks right now interesting yeah because obviously the uk is completely different one of the things that i've spoken to a bunch of managers had a bunch of different people on uh, on the podcast from the uk scene of course but um a lot of them say that one of the issues with the uk scene is it's just PC gaming isn't like ingrained within uh, England, and it, it, it's always been consoles. When I was a kid growing up, we always were on Xboxes, on PS4s. Very few people actually had PCs, so it, I think the UK scene is like, just generally the gaming scene is like moving towards PCs more and more. But I mean, it's really interesting because obviously you're at Enclave, and 
that's in the UK, that's a UK scene, uh, UK team, sorry. But what, what's it been like at this split on Enclave? Like, obviously, we're coming towards the end of this split. Um, what's the atmosphere like? How are the aims, the aspirations? Is it meeting everything that you wanted from the UK? Uh, I mean, Enclave is like, for me, just an uh, organi organization to go, I mean, to connect studies sure. and being uh, in a esport. Mm -hmm. and just growing still in both things than staying just in the one and if something happened i don't have other window mm -hmm. so this is more for me like okay i will do that my, be my best like in both ways and let's see how it goes and right now i just finished first year of my studying we finish we are finishing the split in the uk league mm -hmm. uh, let's say i'm not disappointed but as well i'm not happy sure. how how we how we made this split I think because of the system and how it worked, it could be better. Mm. Like this is this split is more like a testing for LVP, I think so. Mm -hmm. And they are just checking the new system and how it works. So I'm not fully into that, but yeah, it, it's just like for for fun, let's say. Yeah. And and I think uh, that split was really good. Like like I said, not bad, not 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 that good, not that bad, right? Mm -hmm. So. Um, I think just we wanted to be definitely in the playoffs and we just didn't make it so that's the most painful thing for me mm -hmm. uh, through the split we show up how good we are I think we raised the expectations from the fans as well because we are uh, we are expected to be the last team yeah. D tier players and and all, like all jokes aside, but I think like we proved everyone wrong, and just we we just do, did very good job. And I think in upcoming tournaments we can show up even better. Mm -hmm. Well, I, look, here's what I think, and uh, I've said it before. I think the way the tower system works is unfortunately for you guys screws you over. Basically, um, your schedule has was rough, really rough towards the start of the season, especially for a group of guys who. And new together you, as a team, you're. It's not like you've been a team for the last like year or a split or whatever. So, I think that put you in a really, really questionable position, a really difficult one for everyone at Enclave. But positives, I think, and I mean this, I genuinely believe that yourself and Vorsi are the best, strongest mid jungle duo in the UKLC. I think you guys have shown up unbelievably well over the last six weeks, however long it's been. Um, I'm just interested in that sort of relationship because. It feels like there's a, a level of synergy that other, you know, duos, whether it's top jungle, top mid, ADC, support, whatever that duo is, it feels like you guys have a significant uh, edge when it comes to synergy. You have a lot more synergy than other duos. Did you know each other before? Was there something along those lines? Obviously, you're both Polish, but um, what's the link? How's that relationship been for you? Uh, okay, so, so basically, like, we knew each other. Like, we just hear it about ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And he was... Varshi was a kind of upcoming talent he was from east he played on east tournaments we met each other a couple of times and we didn't like each other really okay. like we, we, we didn't have good relations sure. and what i realized this split after i came back from turkey i was playing one season as well in the, Pol the polish kind of link mm -hmm. uh, created by uh, fantasy expo what i told you yeah. uh, 
I just met him on solo queue a couple of times and I realized that guy is a pretty good mechanically. Yeah. He he played maybe in one team, but he didn't have a, have a good environment. Mm-hmm. So it's as well from my perspective and perspective of management of Enclave. Like they just saw that guy and they just invited him for a tryouts. And after tryouts, I just, I just, I, I knew with who I am playing right now. Mm. And I was like, maybe let, let's, let's give him a chance, right? Man, uh, management told me as well. So, so I just saw that on the tryouts and I'm like, wow. Yeah. I think this guy, this guy can can have a big potential to to to, to just show up. This first competitive split, he needs to learn a lot as well as a player. He needs to get experience. He needs to uh, learn English more. Mm-hmm. So, so for for sure, like after that that many weeks, I think we grew up. We we became uh, friends. Let's say. And we we started working together on how to how to get things better because I'm more more experienced in, in the in the competitive scene. Yeah. So I was just always um, body for him. I just wanted to help him mm-hmm. the best as I could and the best like things what I knew about the game and that was as well to the rest of the team. So that that's how it works. I, I just had high, high like. I, I'm always high, and mm-hmm. I wanted to prove everyone that okay, guys, we are not that shit, you know. Yeah. We are just gonna take shit together, and we are gonna fight for the best spot what we can do, and just show up. If if we are not gonna make it, it's fine. We are not gonna make it, but at least we're gonna say mm-hmm. like, okay, guys, we've done our best. Happens next split maybe or something like that. Maybe we're gonna make it, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I I stand by the fact that you guys were the the strongest duo in the UKLC. I think that's uh, when you look at the UKLC, you obviously have the likes of Fnatic, you have the likes of Excel, and obviously Diablos have done really really well this split as well. Um, that was a surprise, I think, to a lot of people that Diablos have done as well as they have. But uh, it was people were also shocked at how bad Excel have been at times and how Fnatic haven't met their expectations. I think you guys have exceeded expectations. You guys have done so much better than, as you said, a lot of people were putting you eighth D tier teams. So it's like huge props to you guys for doing it. But when you were talking about Varshi, I'm saying that yeah, right again. Varshi, Varshi, yes, Varshi. Um, you were talking about how he was learning English. Now, communication is something that so many people deem really, really important in League of Legends. Of course, you have a really good grasp of the English language, um, but what's it like? This is your second language still. So, what's it like communicating in a second language and obviously playing in a foreign region? You said you were in Turkey, so probably um, some similarities there. But yeah, it, how's the communication with Varshi, with yourself? What's that like in a in a second language? Okay, so basically, like I didn't know English at all. I just started learning English in my high school. Mm. And I got into the level because of the playing with uh, other teams. I played okay. in Germany. I played in um, Greek Greek teams or just just foreign teams, right? And mm-hmm. we are mostly using uh, English. So I was always like happy to to hear that, to learn that. And after that, I realized, wait, I really need to to learn English because it's gonna push me through there. Mm. And then that that that's how it happened. You know, I just started to talking with more people. Uh, in English and that that became like basic language for me and that's why like I was coming to England to, to London mm-hmm. every holiday so I could like uh, practice that so so that, that just how happened and and this is just second language and I can use this as a first one I don't mm. have problems right now sometimes you know there is maybe word barrier because not every word is just uh, like 
in my knowledge. Sure. So, so, so that that's how it works. And with Varshi, it works like if he doesn't know something, I'm just, I'm just gonna translate for him, and okay. and we we both helping. So, so, so yeah, that that's how it works. Yeah. So it wasn't much of an issue when you guys came in. Obviously, you play with other English guys. Obviously, it's their yeah, first language. Yeah, you know, like through the solo queue and yeah, through the mostly solo queue, you just com- communicate in the basic basic English. Yeah. So he already knew kind of words like he knew how to communicate on the mm-hmm. basic level and i was just like fr- like from week a week to another one he was just learning as well mm-hmm. so so it just helped with the communication and yeah most mostly that good news because obviously obviously in solo you can you can communicate with pings and stuff like that i'm sure that's not the case when you guys yeah. are playing in pro play but um yeah well look, when with the uklc i think there's been quite a lot of disparity uh, between players. So, for example, the likes of Mumus, who, in my opinion, is one of the best, if not the best, top laner at the moment in the UK League, comparative to some lower tier, I'm not going to name names, but some lower tier uh, top laners. My personal opinion is that the jungle potentially has the most disparity, so the biggest difference between the best guys and the worst guys. There's a huge gap in some in some circumstances. In other leagues, junglers are the, the players who have the biggest impact on the map. Um, but this isn't always the case in this league, in the UK league. Who do you think are the the best junglers, or who do the jung- which junglers give you the hardest time to play against? Is there some that you come up against in pro play, or maybe in solo queue you see them, and you're like, this is a rough game. I don't get on. Their style doesn't match with my style very well. Who's the who's the ones that give you a hard time? I mean, if it comes to players, yeah, you are mm-hmm. asking about the players, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I mean, the same what I had was I think it's good. Uh, monkeys, like I said in the previous podcast with Vara, mm. like I think the like I didn't like I wasn't scared at all who I played against. I knew that I'm gonna perform the best, uh, like not the best, like better maybe than opponent or just at the good level because I expect some, something from me, mm-hmm. and that that's how it works. And monkeys was the player that he was thinking about things what he's doing in the pathing and how he wants to support his team then the other jungles like i think most of the games what we played either we lost because we had stupid mistakes mm-hmm. or we had draft issues as well okay. so i think just if it comes to junglers like i would rate monkeys then you have uh, who do you have monkeys taxer became a good jungler right now Mm-hmm. Um, I don't rate Dan high. Mm-hmm. This is like for sure not naughty, I would say, and then Dan. So th- this is like for me in the UK at least. In other leagues, it looks differently as well because the level of the other roles is kind of similar to the jungle roles. In UK scene, the level you have very, very like, uh, like how you say it, the level. Is a disparity, yeah. Yeah, disparity. Between, so there are some really yeah. good, and then there's quite a gap between. Yes. Yeah, so you can you can look at actually like top mid lane mm-hmm. uh, support. I don't think so, mm-hmm. but may basically top and mid lane. In the UK scene right now, we have huge gap between that. So one top laner is just better than each other, and one mid laner is just better than other mid laner, mm-hmm. and that that's how the league works. That's why we can see many one three one comps. 
And yeah, basically that that that's what I think is the main issue. We, there is not enough skill in the players to face the best ones. Mm. So so just 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 it, yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Because um, yeah, a, a lot of people are talking about Mumus being the best. Who's that? If you don't mind saying, who's the mid laner that you think is uh, really up there? Hmm. I would say it, it's hard to say, right? Mm-hmm. Because it always depends on the matchup. And from mid laners, what I played, like we played everyone in the top mm-hmm. team. And the hardest mid laner to play against was, I think, Roxanne, the Diabolus mid laner. Yeah. But it was as well, like we played them once and it was just hard matchup. Mm-hmm. There is actually no, no mid laner who can face me and Varshi, like with yeah. the duo jungle mid. So. I think Roxen as well. He played Rice. Just if you didn't see, like Rice is sort of the main counter right now. We lost two games versus Rice. Exile just like if you watch the last yeah. game, Exile just uh, worked together with Taxer, and we had a hard winning matchup on mid lane. It's mm. Cassio Rice, and Cassio needs to pressure in early. And Varshi didn't see the um, Sejuani coming from a bot side on the war, and he he wasted both summoners against Rise with TP and he had freeze on mid lane mm. and he was already doomed. In the matchup what we supposed to win and from which one we should snowball, we just fall behind and we didn't have any resources to put put our mid laner back to the game. Like that what I've done in the game that got really lucky. So so I, I just been on the counter gank what yeah. we called with Varshi that I need to be near mid laner near, near him so so maybe we can we can all play because he was already doomed in that matchup. So mm. nothing would change that anything. So like nothing could change that matchup already. So in the fifteen minutes he got like sixty CS behind and the game was pretty over for us because no one could stay against the rising on the sideline. But still, I think we played very good into that one. That yeah. that game was really really well played by us. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it was a difficult one as well because obviously what happened is, uh, you know, exile is there he was an lec player but he played the side lane pretty well in the matchup against you guys as well it seemed to i don't know if you agree with that they they sort of split the map up quite nicely in my opinion i don't know if it, if you mirror that thought yeah yeah i, I think like the xl played very good one through one there mm. was really small windows what we could do something yeah as i said like we we had actually no engage they mm. they had everything what what they needed. They, they had Brown, they had Tristana, and they had Sejuani. Strong 3-3, what we cannot sadly engage on. Mm. And if I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna just not gonna die to them because I'm Gragas and I'm quite squishy with API item early game. Yeah. And we had, 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 we versus Jack, what was already behind because of that. Because just he's just old scaling Yorick, and I think Werner did pretty well in that matchup. And we have Rice versus Kai, what Kasia should stone, but they really got us already in the bad spot. And with their dogs, like they played around that very good. I was your time in the mid, and just Exile was uncable for us. And as well, bot lane pretty well around that. They knew that they have future on the mid lane, they just double ping bot side, and uh, that was pretty, pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, it was a question I was going to ask you a little bit later, but you mentioned it now. Gragas as a pick is one that's been confusing me recently. So obviously, when you, I used to play a lot of Gragas jungle, but it was full tank, Cinder Hulk, a cup like it was like a season ago when Gragas yeah. was super, super strong with it, it was full tank. But obviously, the build now for Gragas is full AP. 
Um, they some people sort of go off tank. They like maybe throw Zonyas and they build the like defensive AP items in there. Um, but I don't. Would you mind explaining that pick to me? Just for me personally as well. Anyone who doesn't, I don't particularly understand it. Is it just full on early game pressure? Try and get as much damage down as you can pre twenty minutes. What's the what's the thought process behind this? Pick? That, that that's pretty good jungler to snowball the game. This is not the jungler who you can like destroy I would say this is not high peak in the early game this this jungler just is very very good in from level 3 till level like 14 15 later on he a bit falls down and depends what you're gonna do in the early mid game because that's his power spikes you're gonna you're gonna either one shot enemy AD carry or AP carry if you're gonna get uh, pretty ahead in the early game mm. or you're gonna be just a uh, off tank right so th this depends what you're gonna do in the early game and how it's gonna end up and the api time is just helping you with the clearing so that that's okay. basically it so you have you have uh runi kiho from that mm -hmm. like the ludens echo sorry ludens yeah. echo passive and it just helps you to clear to clear the jungle and like when you're gonna get that item you can as well the one shot enemy eight carry so so he deals pretty pretty big damage with Predator mm. and that's why I think this this jungle is pretty high contested. I mean no one I saw that played in the UK UK scene that as I did and uh, I just felt like if they are not gonna play Gragas I'm just gonna play Gragas because that's my comfort pick and sure. uh, that's the pick where what I can create the uh, pressure. Mm. And with the with the flash as uh, like flash is very important. Yeah. On the Gragas, if you don't have flash in early game, you are kind of doomed, and you need to play defensive mm. and try to waste other summoners because you probably cannot kill anyone right. without flash. <coughs> so, so it ju just it works. Predator gank, predator gank, predator gank always. And this is all about in the Gragas, like a normal predator champion. Olaf Skarner mm -hmm. is the same. Yeah, because one of the things that's always confused me is uh, you say he's pretty good up to like level 14, 15, somewhere around that mark. Keep, you yeah. keep building AP, he's going to get squishier and squishier comparative to the other players, right? So, how are you supposed to play those team fights? How are you supposed to play those sort of mid going into late game team fights as this AP Greg? So you just looking it, it, to it, just, it just depends on, on your build and uh, on how, what items enemy have and what items you have. Mm. So you realize that how much damage you can deal. Of course, like full AP Gragas is, is insanely strong, and when like. When you're gonna get Rabad on Morello, Zonia, AP item and Magic Pen Boots, you're basically one-shotting an mid laner, AD carry, like, the one who is gonna deal the damage, you're just going into the target and you're one-shotting it, and doesn't matter if you're gonna die or not, like, you go in, you deal as much damage as you can, then you use Zonia to buy cooldowns as well, like the, yeah. the recast tag, and then you try to escape or either kill someone else, right? So it, it can be as a main engager, engage, and it can be as a burst jungler, right? That's what I like in him because, yeah, that, that that's what I like. It's, it's just engage and burst one target or either poke it and just take another objective out of that, yeah? Yeah, pretty versatile, pretty versatile champion with the AP build for sure. It's not just like an engage or a disengage. You can do lots of different things by the sound of things. Yeah, yeah but he has a lot of counters as well. Like I said, like Braum, Sejuani, uh, Tristana is not a huge counter, but mainly Braum and uh, Sejuani. Okay. Yeah, interesting. I mean, you, you mentioned he's a, a bit of a comfort pick, Gragas, for you. 
I wouldn't mind hearing your opinion on this because uh, seeing if you can weigh in. A lot of people talk about comfort versus what's meta and what's really, really good at the moment. Because obviously Rek'Sai is probably up there as an A tier, maybe even S tier jungler at the moment, depending on uh, you know how comfortable people are with him. But what's um, what's your opinion on taking a champion that's supposedly really strong, that's strong in the meta at the moment, comparative to taking something that's you know more of a comfort that's not necessarily as strong? Uh, what's your take on that? I'm always trying to keep into the meta mm. and I'm always trying to play on the champion what is the best for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the player who can play actually everything in the jungle. I can fill the roles in the team. Sure. It just requires a bit practice before that. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have screens, that's why you have solo queue. You just tell the player that what he wants to play, I mean what, what actually coach wants to play on the screen. Mm-hmm. And you are just trying to test that things and you are giving him opinion about that bit. So, so if it comes to competitive, like always, there was there is there is kind of kind of rule. If it comes to if it comes to higher leagues like LEC, mm-hmm. it's just meta more more likely. But then you have comforts as well. What can increase your value as a player because they need to ban that champion in the champion mm. select, right? So, so that that how it works. And if you know how to play certain matchups as uh, like on your comfort is just pretty scary for opponents that okay this guy's gonna do well on the champion let's ban it out and that, that's basically it if you if you are comfort I, I used to play a lot of Nidali I used to play a lot of Lissin I used to play a lot of Kindred that's why I, I, I just feel like meta always changes and like you always need to fit into the meta because other like other pieces are just better so like let's say there was assassin meta and then they created the tank meta and you had to like unleash your mechanics again yeah. i mean like stop stop kind of your mechanics in the jungle because mm-hmm. it was assassin and the tank meta so 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 you just get bad on that peaks you you weren't prepared to be like a control jungler cc one to mm-hmm. build your carry because there was a the carry meta so that, that that's how it most mostly worked with the meta peaks and uh, Comfort ones, yeah. Yeah, of course. And you're a big Kindred guy, obviously. In the first uh, first half of the split, if that makes sense, you were playing a lot of Kindred, and it was drawing a lot of attention. It drew a couple of bands in some circumstances as well. So I, I guess that links in nicely to what you were just saying there. I, I just played two games on the Kindred, and later on, the, that pick was just permanently banned yeah. for me. So yeah, <laughs> it's pretty pretty fun. But yeah, it's just the same. Like I I got to learn. Kindred from Kirei because when I was in Turkey, we actually just met a couple of times and he he told me that thing that I was playing Nidali a lot and he told me that okay so what requires Kindred I mean uh, like w- what Kindred do okay it's as well Kindred early, early game champion right mm-hmm. okay it is uh, can this pick Washer yes it can. Okay, can it clear fast? Yes, it can. So, what the difference between Kindred and yeah. Nidali? Both are both are as well like very mobile, mobile, mm-hmm. mobile. Yeah. So, so I try. I started playing from that point on, and yeah, it just got to me like, yeah, it scales pretty well. I can do as well uh, as good as uh, on Nidali. So I just started playing, and it became my comfort again. Amazing. Yeah, really, really interesting. And uh, you know, you spoke about the bands there in one of the teams. Uh, and all of the UK stuff that's going on at the moment. Obviously, playoffs are coming up. Unfortunately, you guys didn't make it, but I'm just interested to see what your takes of the playoffs are going to be. So, 
Who do you think's looking the strongest going into it? Are you expecting Diabolus to carry on their form and take it, or are you looking for maybe an upset? Mm, no, I think Axel will take it all. Interesting. Axel will be from the first place, and then Diabolus will be second, and then I'm probably third and Fanatic fourth. That's that's my that's my I think point of view. And that's super super interesting because a lot of people, you know, myself included, thought that Fanatic. Maybe about three weeks ago now were the best team in the UK. I'll see that I thought that they might take the tower and just hold it for a really long time. Why is uh, why is XL above Diabolus and Fnatic there for you then? I think they found their way. Yeah. I think they know how to play the game again. Taxer, Taxer started playing well again. I mean, well again. He started just playing good and uh, around the lanes what he should play. He he just like. Exile, he just just started playing very well. Mm-hmm. Of course, on the rise, rise is his like most yeah. common pick, right? But yeah, it just they started playing good as a team and they just found their way. I don't think like fanatic. If it comes fanatic, they don't have balls. Mm-hmm. I think they don't have like the guy who is gonna tell them, okay, guys, we gonna play through that lane. You know, the, yeah. the main shot color. I know Dan is a shot color, and I, I know that Prosper as well have a voice. But uh, I don't like they. They are lacking someone who can actually lead them to carry the team because I don't. I feel like having Magic Felix and putting him on Lissandra is like. So why why do you have Magic Felix? Then? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You expect more aggression out of him. Yeah, this guy just showed how good it is. He has so many solo queue accounts and what you are putting him on Lissandra to be a CC guy and just like engager. Mm. Uh, I don't think so. As well, like uh. I ex- I expect more from Dan. I expected from him much more, mm. and th- and that's it. J- just for me, the synergy what I see between Magic Felix and Dan is not enough for me to see, to tell them like, okay, guys, you're gonna start playing well. They need they need some some draft, like I don't know lessons or or something like that. Yeah. They're drafting pretty weird. Like they they've done pretty good last like I mean first weeks right mm. they created a they, they found out about the meta but then boom we surprised them with the Nico pick and they yeah. were like uh, what we do what we do <laughs> and from that point from that point they just started like losing games mm. I don't know if this is mentality problems mm-hmm. they're tilted or something but uh, from M&M to us and then another weeks like yeah they just started losing yeah, I think I think that was definitely something to do with the draft. My opinion on Fnatic was that when they were doing the sort of five-man flex, they were using Gragas, Yasuo, Jarvan, those sort of champions that could have gone into every role. And there was a Silas at one point that can obviously flex top mid. Um, yeah. When that was going on, they were they were looking really really good. But maybe that was something more to do with the draft, less to do with how they were playing it, if that makes sense. And it took people by surprise. They didn't know what was going on where. It forced them into bad matchups. When they lost that ability to do that five-man flex, all of a sudden they weren't looking as good. And I don't know if there's a correlation between that or if it's something completely different. Um, did you play? I don't know if you played against the five-man flex strategy that they were using. Did you? Yeah, so we played in the second week directly when we played versus Excel. Mm. What we kind of lost the the sick mysticus hooks what yeah. landed on the Varshi Syndra. Yeah. And yeah, that early game dominance from my side. Mm. We just uh, yeah, we just lost it from the from the rotations and mm. I think if you compare our team how we played from what in week one to last week what mm. we played, I think that's completely two different teams and yeah. yeah. 
I think it, it for you guys it certainly looks like uh, next split's going to be a really really interesting one if, if everyone stays together and the teams will stay the same I think it's yeah. uh, the progress that you've shown over the, the, the weeks that you've been in the UKLC for yourself for Varshi for everyone that's been involved in Enclave has been really really impressive and <clears throat> definitely definitely looking to press for playoffs I presume for next split yeah, it just sucks we didn't make it so mm. yeah I, I think if we, if we would make playoffs we definitely would be the top contender to, to take everything mm. but since we didn't make it like imagine just playing three weeks of the UKLC and just not getting any points it's just yeah. like wow and that was just so wow. much to do with your schedule as well it was so much to do with the teams you were playing I think obviously uh, coming into it there's like a a view that people are going to have on the likes of Fnatic and the likes of XL right where they think it's going to be what these teams could be and maybe that played into it I don't know you say you were always confident you're always looking to win so you're always aiming high so I think that's a really good strategy to have mentally but <laughs> yeah I think that tower system did uh, screw a couple of teams over in some in some circumstances would have been nice yeah. to see a more standard system and just see what you guys were going to do from week to week I think that would have been really really interesting especially with your team especially with Enclave I think that would have been personally yeah. <laughs> um, I think that would have been a bit nicer but that's the way it is isn't it so brilliant it's pretty much wrapping up all of the questions I have and I, obviously I want to thank you ever so much for your time and uh, your really interesting takes but before we wrap everything up um, I would like if you could teach myself or the viewers one small thing from your world so it could be to do with the jungle picks it could be to do with the Polish language absolutely anything you could think of teach us one small thing that depends what, what your goals like if it goes to league remember about like not maybe like if you are trying to become a player and try to get better at the league of course watch other players votes watch other streams watch something where you can learn what you can learn your role obviously what you're looking up to and if it comes to polish words or something yeah you can you can say probably most common word Jin Dobry means like good morning so so yeah, that, that's always a good way to start the day. Yeah. If you say to, to, to Polish guy or girl, like, Dzień dobry, they will just reply nicely, Dzień dobry, and, yeah, and the day is better. Good stuff, I like that. I'm, I hope it does mean what you're saying it does, because I hear a lot of people say, oh yeah, this means this, and then you say it, and uh, it, one of no, my mates no, no, actually did that no, to no, me. No. He said, yeah, say this to this German person, and I went and said it, and it was like something horrible, and she was like, oh my god, don't say that, and I was like, Oh God, my heart went through my chest sort of thing. So, Jin Dobre, good morning. There we go. We've learned something new. And you say, watch, if you're looking to become a player, watch uh, VODs of people that you can really learn from. Yeah. Basically, streams, YouTube, Korean replays, Mm -hmm. uh, LEC, LCK. Yeah, basically top leagues, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Well, look, thank you ever so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I'm sure you've had a really long day. It's uh, relatively late at night, and I'm sure you've been scrimming a, a bunch. So, yeah, I really appreciate you giving your time over, so thank you for that. Um, yeah, no if people did want to find you, where's the best place to get in contact with yourself? Uh, best contact, obviously, Twitter, mm-hmm. what is Wysekalai. And, like, if you look to pronounce my name, it's, like, either Frisek, mm-hmm. it's the Polish, Polish one, or Wysek, if it comes for English people and wh- how they how they want to pronounce that, yeah. so I made it easier for them, kind of. So so yeah, and if it comes actually to playoffs, because we didn't mention the M M&M and uh, mm. who the 
Diabolos, why I think they are top contenders. Okay. So Diabolos, I think, looks the most consistent team. Mm -hmm. And that's why they are high. They, they have good strategy. They know what they want to play. They prepare for the game and they are just playing their game. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think um, Diabolus and Excel are gonna be like top two teams. They're gonna fight for the final. And MM, I think, just lacking something. Yeah. They are, I, when, when you play versus them, I think like we, we played them twice. And mm -hmm. from my experience, it was like one game, we literally smashed them till the 7k goal lead, and then we got stuck. Mm -hmm. We didn't push mid, we didn't do anything, and then like Monk started ramming to the side mm -hmm. and started getting shutdowns, and then suddenly we are out. And we are losing the game. So, if it comes to mid-game, I think that's pretty good team. Mm -hmm. They can pull off some, some good rotations, and they can show up, but I don't think they will... They will be in the. It's best of five or best of three uh, in the playoffs? I'm not sure. Do you, I, I don't think that information's been released to public, so I'm not entirely sure. I, but presume... I think, okay, it's, it's going to be best of three probably, so yeah. I think if in the best of three, like, we're going to see MNM versus Fnatic. Mm -hmm. I Actually, MNM versus Fnatic, no, it's not possible, right? Because uh, XL will be top three. Yeah. Something like that. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, they're going to face, like, MNM is going to face probably uh, Diabolus and yeah. Fnatic, maybe XL or something like that. Mm -hmm. So actually, I think that both games are going to be very interesting to yeah. watch and I really recommend that. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Brilliant. And you That's did it. mention that you were potentially setting up some stream stuff. Is that something you're doing uh, doing currently or doing in the future? What, what's that? No, no, no. Right now, right now I'm streaming on the Twitch. Uh, sometimes you can you can find it on my group as well on the Facebook. I'm always saying that when I'm gonna stream on the Twitter, so mm -hmm. I recommend to follow. And uh, Twitch link is like Twitch.tv/ysec1337 means a light in the oh, CS:GO yeah. scene as well. Of That's course, why 1337. Yeah, yeah. Of course, brilliant. So, yeah. Noel, perfect. As I said, thank you ever so much. All of your links will be in the description. So if anyone does want to get in contact, does want to watch the stream, uh, if you check down in the description of the podcast, you'll see all of the links for that there. Of course, thank you ever so much for your time for coming on, giving your opinions, and thank you to everyone who's listened as well. I hope you have a wonderful day uh, and you've enjoyed the podcast. See you on the next one. Thank you as well.